0: Welcome to the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing Podcast, where we explore the hottest topics in cyber marketing, interview experts, and help you become a better cybersecurity marketer.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing. I'm one of your hosts, Gianna Whitver, here with the amazing and punctual co-host, Maria Velasquez. <laughs> <laughs> We're giggling because, um, you know, busy marketers, like all listeners here, uh, sometimes you get caught up in meetings. And sometimes meetings and meetings pile up, and sometimes that's just how your day goes, even if it's St. Patrick's Day.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then your lunch turns into water lunch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we are so excited today to have our guest, Emily Cadwallader. She is the Partner Marketing Manager at Binary Defense. Emily, thank you for being on today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: We are so excited because partner marketing, I feel, is one of those mysteries right? It's like, is it really marketing? It seems like it's product marketing. It seems like it's sales. So Emily, partner marketing is kind of like mysterious to a lot of us, I think, who are not in that partner world. It's kind of sales. It's kind of marketing. It's kind of product marketing. There's a lot of field. How did you get here? What were the What was the journey like to get to this, uh, I don't want to say mysterious again, because it's repetitive, but this uh, mysterious (laughs) part (laughs) of the marketing channel?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I started at Binary Defense as a marketing specialist. So I kind of came in with handling a little bit of everything, right? You're handling digital marketing, you're handling social, you're handling collateral creation, and you're kind of wearing a lot of hats and i feel like that's exactly what you do in channel marketing. so in starting here as a marketing specialist i kind of delved into the channel marketing a little bit but really ended up taking it over once you know we had our footing in our channel strategy and really solidified that in place i think that's that's like a key to like getting your channel marketing up and running is you need to have your strategy in place first right? But it, it is. It's a lot of wearing a lot of hats because you're working with your partners to come up with strategies that really align with their existing marketing. So I think that's where it's a little bit different than your traditional company marketing because you have to tie into another strategy.
0: Yeah. And I mean, to bring it back to how similar it can be, you are basically tied to some sort of quota, right? Uh, this It's just a little bit different than your traditional funnel, but the company does hope and plan to bring revenue from some of these partnership uh, and and relationships. So I think you're probably just as stressed as everyone else to make sure the relationships are in good standing, that there is enough activities there that they understand what they're selling and bringing in those opportunities, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, And that's one of the key things too, is making sure that they understand what they're selling. Um, You're really competing for a lot of mindshare at partners because they do have a whole other portfolio of things that they're offering to their prospects and to their clients. So it's making sure that you're engaging with them so that they understand and also making it exciting to engage. I think that's like the key.
0: That's true. So how do you do that? How do you engage with them? First of all, do you have like monthlies? And then how do you make it exciting if if yours are exciting?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ours are riveting. Ours are super exciting. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think consistent contact is really important. So if you have a partner portal, or if you're setting up a partner portal, like one of those important things to do is making sure that you have cadences set in place that like, you know, reach out to your partners, let them know when you have new content and what that new content is and how they can use it. And think of it almost as like educating your own sales force. You know, I I kind of think that your partners are an extension of your sales team. So like they're an extension of your team and you're an extension of theirs in terms of being there for their marketing and for their collateral in terms of making it like exciting and enticing, you know, a lot of incentives and things like that in terms of like you can gamify things like specifically in like different partner portals, you can be like, hey, you get X amount of points for downloading and for watching this training or doing something like that. And they can exchange those points for prizes. What sort
1: of prizes? I love uh-huh. to hear about prizes. <laughs> I'm like so into prizes. I'm like, tell me binoculars, Rift, is it an inflatable, uh, like an inflatable toilet? Like, what is it? I don't know about toilet. Sorry, I don't, I'm, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> And it's Friday. Everyone's tired, including this this person here. So I'm sorry for saying toilet. I'm sure you don't give toilets away to your top-performing no. <laughs> partners.
0: Only to the ones that have not brought in any out.
1: Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if you did reverse awards for channel partners? How... Yeah. yeah, like
0: yeah, that would be like, hey, awful. You're a- Here, you're a shitty partner. Here's <gasps> the <is a> toilet. <gasps> oh, no.
1: How are you pushing partners into being great partners? Is there other things that you focus on, maybe from a strategic perspective?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we do work closely with our partners in terms of training. Um, you know, our CAMs, our channel account managers, really work closely. With their contacts to make sure that they get on quarterly sales trainings, quarterly technical trainings, because I mean, cybersecurity is alphabet soup a lot of the time. So, making sure that they know what's what, what's going on. And especially, you know, speaking personally for Binary, we have a lot of really interesting changes going on with our portfolio and with our new executive leadership team. So, really communicating that and letting them know, like, how exciting that is, and also letting them know your roadmap. So they can kind of tie in and see like, okay, hey, this is great. This is coming down the road. How can we tie it in with what we're offering? With
1: so much buzz in cybersecurity, we know how important it is to cut through the noise. Take it from our friends at Hacker Valley Media. With over 50,000 listeners from all over the world, they have mastered the art of standing out among the crowd. Boost your company's message by partnering with them on podcast sponsorships, live podcasts, and events. Check them out at HackerValley.com and tell them Maria and Gianna sent you. Again, that's HackerValley.com.
0: How many partners do your cams manage at any given time? Or is it just a one-to-one ratio?
2: We have one that's tenured, and then we do have a couple that are newer that are still onboarding partners. But it, we also have regional and uh, national. So they kind of handle different different accounts. Love that.
0: Yeah. On our scoping call, you mentioned that uh, you're getting ready, or you just implemented a uh, partner portal. Can you talk us talk to us about that without naming? Just talk to us about what the process is, what we what was your strategy, who did you bring into the the buying committee, and how that all worked.
2: Yeah. So, um, it was a it was a partner program instead of partner portal. I don't know if wow, that okay if we need it. to. Yeah, I like um, that.
1: You know yeah. what, that's, that's very, that's like, Hey, like not just the tech, it's like the program, right? Yeah. Like yeah, the whole... too.
2: yeah. Cause we had, we have, um, we've been using our portal vendor for a while and did a lot of revamping with that when we actually did relaunch our program, relaunching the program was a, a, a process. It was an undertaking for sure. And I think a big help with that was getting our VP of channel sales in place as well, But the process of coming up with a revamped or even a new program, it's understanding first, like, what is your ideal partner profile look like? That's the first step. Absolutely. Because then you can kind of look at those companies and say, okay, what matters to these companies? Like what matters to resellers, VARs, MSPs, system integrators, like whatever you're looking at, you need to kind of try to decipher what's the most important thing for them? And incentives, of course. Incentives uh-huh. and and, pr- and pricing discounts and all of that. So you got to pull in a lot of departments, uh, finance, sales, you name it, they're probably all involved.
0: Yeah, makes a lot of sense. This is another similarity to marketing that's like persona building, right? It's the same thing. Yep.
1: Yeah, because you're marketing to your partners and through slash with your partners. I think that is the challenge. I mean, personally, this is my opinion, the challenge of partner marketing in a way it's like we're marketing. We have to convince people to be our partners and then we have to convince their customers to be our partners with them. And like you said, Emily, like alphabet soup, it could be difficult to get your partners even to understand your product. And if they're not selling your product because of an issue that's maybe not, that's more on this like education side of the house, if you're not selling that product, then they're not going to view you as a valuable partner, even though you might be.
2: Yeah. So there is some definite overlap, even with like product marketing. That's where there's there's a lot of overlap with that in terms of educating the partners, educating their clients. And then there's overlap with demand gen marketing, with you know bringing in prospects and sharing leads with partners too, and working on lead events. So then you can bring in event marketing <laughs> and doing social campaigns with your partners too. So bring in social marketing, bring it all in.
1: Why did you choose partner marketing?
2: It kind of chose me, I think. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm not saying that I didn't choose it, but it's just kind of the way that the path flowed here um, in terms of, you know, working with a lot of the other departments here. You know, they've all got their managers, they've all got their, their department like heads that I was working with as a specialist. And as I picked up all those traits, I mean, again, all those traits apply to channel. And I think I, I, I enjoy doing all of them. So like channel marketing is like the perfect avenue to be able to get to do it all, right? Yeah,
0: love that. Talk to us a little bit more about field events. What are some things that, some creative ways you've done field events with partners before that our listeners could maybe uh, copy and steal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Emily's going to say, because you said that, Maria, Emily's going to say, well, first we give everybody a toilet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, i might have to start implementing that see if it see if it takes off <laughs> oh man yeah don't let your don't let your networks go to go to the crapper right we could use that as the <laughs> the, oh. the campaign <laughs> that is i'm i'm,
0: I'm we're on to something here i think we're onto something
1: <laughs> i do because like That's legit, Emily. And people love humor like that. Like security folks are a little, you know, can be a little like internet humory. and that's pretty funny. But on the topic of, you know, events and making events like really creative or well done, would you have any Mm -hmm. thoughts on that?
2: Um, In terms of channel, it really depends on the partner. You know, if they've got like their full marketing strategy planned out for the year, and you can tie into what they're doing Um, instead of like having to go back and like recreate the wheel on different events. That's a really good way to tie in with your partners is seeing like, okay, Hey, are you guys doing like a cyber day? Because a lot of our partners do something like that. They have a a cyber specific day where they come and they invite their prospects and their, their uh, clients. Or some things that we've seen that really work are like panel events so having like your, both companies, experts show up for a panel event works fantastic. And of course, happy hour after, because who doesn't like drinks, but <laughs> that's one thing that really works and is really successful. And I wouldn't say it's relatively easy to stand up because there are always challenges when you come to like in-person event planning, but they're an easy go-to in terms of like setup up and turn around versus like a big trade show type event. Right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You talked a little bit about centralizing communications and activities uh, on our scoping call. And I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more on that and why it's important for a successful partner program.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's two parts to that. So centralizing your communications internally and aligning all your teams on who are your partners, what do your partners need in terms of support, both from marketing, from sales, from a solutions engineer perspective. And then also just keeping open communication with your partners. If you don't have that consistent communication, it's very easily to be, I don't want to say like forgotten, but like kind of like left by the wayside with all the other partners that they're working with. You know, they have, like I said, they have a whole other book of business. So staying consistent with your messaging and with your communication and any updates that you have, whether it be like, you know, the what we just did with the relaunching of the partner program or new collateral that you're adding to your partner portal for them to have access to, like just communicating that to them and making sure that it's always in front of them. And every company does webinars, right? So making sure your partners know about your webinars and, and, you know, how they can invite their prospects and their clients.
1: Emily, the reason we wanted to have you on this call, or one of the reasons is because you actually received an award for your work as a partner marketer, you received star performer at Binary for channel marketing. Can you talk a little bit about what? I, I, this is gonna it's gonna sound like you're tooting your own horn, but we're all gonna like forgive you for that because it's us asking you. You know, okay. what are the qualities of someone who excels in partner marketing? For someone who wants to grow into like a partner marketing career,
2: that's a good question because uh, I'm not the best at tooting my own horn all the time, but. Uh... <laughs>
1: Here, we'll tune Uh it. (laughs) All right, that sounds weird.
0: I think I'm all about doing that, honestly. As women working in tech, and especially as women working in cybersecurity tech, we need to do that. Why not? We scream it at the top of the mountain that, hey, I'm great. I work really hard. I am intelligent. I am a fast learner. We need to do that. We do not need to apologize. So tell us, Emily, how awesome you are.
2: Um. Well, I mean, some of the key some of the key qualities that you really need is you need to be a good communicator. I think that's absolutely key in almost any role, but specifically in partner marketing because you know you're talking to tons of different partners, and you also have to be a good at organization to keep track <laughs> of all the stuff that you're sending out, all the partners that you have. And again, just experience in the different avenues of marketing. Like I'm not saying you have to know everything at all, but, you know, experience in social media and experience in campaign creation, you know, working with your partners to create campaigns, event planning. I mean, normally, you, you know, you do have a team that you can pull in like binary defenses, te- marketing team is fantastic. We've got demand gen, we've got product marketing, we've got a specialist, we've got SDR, it's, it's great. And, you know, also don't forget collaboration because collaboration is absolutely key. You can't do it alone. Amazing.
0: I was going to say basically you need to be a people person, I feel like. It's yeah. all about building the right relationship with sales, product, partners, your marketing team, your leadership, and that way you get what you want basically and actually <laughs> move your your things forward. It really is. It's like all like politics.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's time for our game.
0: Yes, definitely. And I think this is going to be
1: a tough one too. Oh, I think – yeah, you're right. Okay. Go <laughs> first. You go first. All right. So this game, Emily, we are going to guess what you would be doing if you were not in marketing. Oh, okay. okay. And are there any other careers you've had? Like were you like an accountant for like three years and we just don't know it? Nope. Okay, okay. <laughs> and you worked – I know you started in rubber compounding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we all mentioned rubber compounding also. Let's cross that off the list. Um, Emily would be – well, Emily, I I don't want to – Emily's staring at me and I'm staring at her and we're like locked in, a, yeah. locked she, in an exploratory like – I like, know. Read she my smiles thoughts? a lot. She smiles a lot. There's a lot of personality. Very hard to read though. And she has
2: beautiful eyeliner. Be <laughs> so –
1: Here's something the, the, the listeners to the podcast don't know is Emily has amazing eyeliner. Emily's <laughs> eyeliner always looks amazing. Yes. And Emily has cats. I know that. And Emily likes metal. Emily would be a YouTube influencer. Hmm. Oh, she made a face. <laughs> no, I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. No, Emily.
0: Take back no, take it back please. <laughs> no, no. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Um I think uh, I could see because you're an amazing communicator and I think you're an awesome people person. I think you could you could be like a, a founder of some sort of like consumer brand, like something with like something for women. You would come up with like an awesome product and 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 be one of those like awesome oh, kickass women that founded like an
1: awesome company.
0: Oh, I love that. No, so who was like completely
1: off and who was close well or. she made a face she was she smiled and thanked you and then she made a face <laughs> for mine so I would like to change my answer but I will Jenna. not okay cat rescue sorry this oh, was that's like, a
2: cute one
1: yeah, yeah see I knew it damn it I'm, I'm using the, the context clues you for because listeners can't see that Emily has a framed photo of cat behind her like a cat <laughs> I, do. And I know she has two uh, multiple cats so I all right yeah who who is most right and what's the actual answer?
2: Um, I liked both of your answers, but in terms of which one would be real, more realistic, I don't know if I could have like a cat sanctuary and not want them all. So I would probably do like, you know, starting my own business. So Maria's closer, so Maria wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, realistically, I haven't really thought about it Per se, because I love marketing so much, but I am also a gamer. Ah, so. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it.
1: You would be a Twitch streamer.
2: Maybe. I don't know if I could uh, get in front of a camera that often. Oh, you're gonna make a game.
1: You're gonna be a video production, video game production maiden. Yeah, like that would oh, be
2: really fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you, you don't have a
0: gamer chair, so we we definitely did not it's have downstairs. Ah.
2: <laughs> it's it's hiding. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a an avid gamer, so my fiance and I it? both have like side by side TVs, and
0: <laughs> wow, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, what do you play, Emily? PlayStation Five and PC, so we're we're in that avenue.
1: PCs, oh, that's intense gaming. That's like I'm modding the games like I like have like a rigged out PC with like enough horsepower to like to do all the data of like a a hospital. Like, yeah, that's amazing.
2: I'm not I'm not hacking anything with my (laughs) (laughs) computers. But no, uh, that's basically our bonding hobbies with me and my fiance as we game. So
1: all right, Emily. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find
2: you? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. It's just linkedin.com slash Emily Cadwallader. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm also on Twitter, but fair warning, I post a lot about games and bands and a lot of that stuff mixed in with some cyber, but my handle is underscore Emily and C I believe.
1: We'll put a link in the show notes.
2: That's fair.
0: <laughs> awesome this was such an amazing conversation thank you emily for joining us on your friday where you could be doing other fun things for our listeners don't forget a new episode drops every wednesday don't forget to subscribe so you can get an alert give us as many stars as you can and thanks for listening again we'll see you next week